Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome. It is Friday after Thanksgiving. It is Unveiling Dallas. Today's episode was originally going to be about our two-part series of the assassination of JFK. You know, Monday on Hometown Heroes, we talked about the presidency, the man, and everything that he has done to make the world great. But we're going to have to postpone that show till next Friday. Well, I have a guest with me today that's going to share his, and it is a good story and gives a little, a lot of insight into what everyday people go through and what struggles we all struggle through, but who's willing, not everybody's willing to talk about them. Can you please introduce yourself? Hello? Yes. Hi. Hello. (laughs) It's good to be here. Thank you. God bless you. You too. So let's start with your name. Craig. And now you jumped on the show earlier today and you were talking about your story and you had, there were so many parts of it that the little charts that you talked about that, you know, really intrigued me. I wanted you to share it with everybody else Okay. because I'm a big believer in your story and our stories are what makes us who we are, but it's how we help everybody else is through our own story. And it helps bring us together as individuals to understand we're not alone in our struggle. You know, especially yeah. since COVID, we've lived in a world of isolation, so we've started to feel so alone. And I'd love for you to talk about your story and how what you overcame. Because I know there's so many people that have, can relate to what you overcome. Okay. Well, my story uh, begins with going through a situation where I was exposed to narcissists and flying monkeys. And flying monkeys do the bid of the narcissist. And so when you get locked down in the situation where you have to be right there all the time 
it can be overwhelming for a person like myself who has been traumatized by my past experience of being incarcerated in the penitentiary for as long as I was. And so I'm a hypersensitive person, I guess you would say, about everything that goes on around me. And when people do things that are disrespectful, then I find that there's an issue. And when I have an issue with this, then I want to resolve it as quickly as possible. Would you not agree? Oh, completely. But, you know, getting um, over traumas and going, getting over and resolving things is a process. You know, a lot of us, me included, went through that whole issue. Okay. And getting over the trauma, you know, a lot of people tell us that we need to do talk therapy. And then we sit there and we talk Excuse about me? things forever. Excuse me? Excuse me? Yep. Hold on a second. You said, you said what? Um, you know, the big go-to is talk therapy, going to see a therapist and talking about our issues. And Okay, but who are you talking to, though? In general. Are you, talking to, are you talking to someone you can trust or are you just talking to someone that you don't know? Um, depends on the person. Um, some, some well, people why would you to, open yourself up to somebody that you can't trust? That's my point. Okay, so I'll help with a little, a little bit better through my own background. So a lot of us go and find a therapist or our insurance tells us this is what you need to do, so you need to go see a therapist. So oh, I see what you see. Okay, never mind. I you, got it. In my case, and this is what got me into the world that I'm in, is I ended up stuck with therapists that I didn't trust, didn't like. Especially okay. when you, you go through, like, the VAs, you get a lot of young therapists that te- that just get out of school and don't understand the world Holy. they're living in and what they're dealing with. Holy Jesus Christ. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, so one thing with modern, um, it's not even modern, but one thing we've learned a lot of is that when you go through traumas, the best way to deal with it is one, your mind, but also your body. Cause you can mm-hmm. go through the issues that you're dealing with and resolve uh-huh. them, but your body still experiences and that's what the triggers are, you know, that's in your, that's in your mind. That's in your mind. That's what what comes in into mind. your mind? What, co- what comes into your mind causes you to feel a certain way, and if you got pictures, images of stuff, that causes your feelings to become very powerful. And if your feelings are very powerful because something's coming against what you believe to know is right and wrong, then you're going to have something to something to say. And if somebody doesn't respect that, then you're going to find that disrespectful, distasteful what people are doing. Correct. And a lot of us, me included, have a hard time biting our tongue, holding it, being nice. You know, I was always told in my life that my sarcasm was a self-protecting mechanism, but in reality, it's not. My sarcasm (laughs) is to protect y'all because I can only be nice and stupid for so long. Look at you, girl. You will learn I'm a straight shooter. I'm very open and honest. Sweet. I like that. Sweetness, sweetness shines into my life, so come on, girl. 
<laughs> so, you know, to deal with stupid or with the lack of respect, and there's a lot of it in this world, you, I, I've become sarcastic. And it's the only way that it's like, a, like being down in the south in the backwards compliment. Hey, that's intelligent. That's intelligent that you're saying that. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when I was down south, I learned bless your heart. I always, when I first learned it, I thought it was a compliment. Well, it turns uh, out it's a sarcasm way of saying you're an idiot. Well, you know, that's because <laughs> you got love. You respect the relationship rather than the ego problem. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Well, but, you, know, you know, you're a sweetheart, you know. So you've I been like tested, tried. You've been tested, you've been tried, and you're true. So you're talking to me. So come on, keep talking. <laughs> you know, and that's where the big body-mind connection comes in at. Understanding what the triggers are and understanding how they manifest. You know, some people, a lot of your chronic pains, <laughs> are manifestations of the trauma you experience. It's a way for your well, body to, because you hold it in, hold it in until you snap. And a lot of military, we do that. Because you're taught, suck well, it up, buttercup. You learn to <laughs> just suck it up and suck it up until you snap, which a lot of times it's our spouses that deal with the brunt of the pain. Our mouths just you know what? But you know what? You were trained to do something, and the something that you were trained to do is a discipline that you are disciplining other people to follow that example that you're you, that you're that you're setting forth. And the reason why you're setting forth this example is because of where your mind and where your where, where your central nervous system is connected to your brain. There's the place where you're doing this. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you're actually you're actually by doing that you're actually in training other people to follow the example that you're setting forth, which is like a pendulum that's swinging the future where success is. That's true. Part of understanding A and B equals C. You know, it's um, I don't know. It sounds like you studied this a lot. Do you know quite a bit? You know, I only know I only know a little bit, and whatever little bit I get to share with you is a blessing to me, and it's easy to see. Uh, look up Bruce Lipton. He's from the 1950s. He actually, what he his theory was, is now being proved correct. Actually, when it comes to trauma, is that our cells and our bodies are all a duplicate made over and over and over again. So the cells in our brain are the same as the cells in our foot, and which is a big part of the words we use and why like AAs fail, why, you know, a lot of these treatment programs fail because we use words that say I'm, I've got post-war syndrome. I've got PTSD. I've got ADHD. I've got alcoholism. And we've been programmed ourselves by social media, by the media around us that our, these disorders, you're stuck with them your whole life. And that uh-huh. you're set up to always fail. You're going to fail. Uh-huh. So right. when you tell yourself that you're, you have this issue, that becomes part uh-huh. of your identity and who you are as a whole body, not just in the mind. So it makes it harder to overcome. And that's why Wait. words. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Now, you said it makes you who you are, right? So who you are 
is your past. And God, if you know anything about God, he takes your past and makes it very good for your future because God had to give you some abilities to empathize with people where he called you out from. And if he called you out from that group of people and he illuminates you with himself and he puts you back, now you're a light to those people so that what you're saying, when they see what you're saying, they're reflecting what you're projecting because they can feel you. Now, there's going to be some people that don't feel you, but those people don't understand what you've been giving away for free. True. And I have, well, some of, I do, some of what I do is free, some of it I charge. Listen, listen, when you say charge, it's not a charging somebody. It's putting a price on what you're saying. Because you have a value to yourself that's a benefit to the people who are paying the price, but they're not paying the price for something that's wrong. They're paying the price for something that's right, and then they get the benefit from doing something that they weren't doing before. Correct. Okay. But that's the cool world I live in. You know, I get to work with many different individuals from all different walks of life and be able to talk about things and learn, like yours, your story. Uh-huh. And see, well, you know, because have- I'm, I'm a big believer in you can't move forward till you know where you came from. And it's <laughs> not so much that you have to verbally talk about it. You have to self-recognize it. You know, one of my certifications is in hypnotherapy. And so some of my clients... Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I just cut you off. I'm just saying. One thing. Okay, there's some people who have killed people, and there's people that they were with that were killed. (coughs) And then at the end of it, at the end of it, they don't feel any guilt because... Because they're still alive. No. They're carrying on what they were doing as a whole. Because that's what was that was what, what the whole was about is to keep going, not to surrender, but to keep going. And so there's people that feel guilt because well I feel bad because I you know, I'm still alive and they're not. Right? Mm-hmm. Right, that's survival okay. guilt. It's okay. false guilt, but yes. Okay, so the people that are sitting there ex- explaining this to you right now, the ones that are telling you that you know what, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna remember everything, but we're gonna re- remember it in the context that it was meant to be remembered in. Otherwise, we're losing sight, and if we're losing sight, that's because we're feeding the distraction that's taking us away from what's important. Would you not agree? Sort of. Okay, so. The one thing you got to remember is your brain is the laziest organ in your body. Its whole function is to keep you alive. That is it. So a lot of your memories, you remember them in chunks and pieces. The easiest way to explain this is um, think of a card catalog in a library. And so you're looking for a particular memory, which is in that card catalog. You get a bunch of codes, you pick it out, your brain remembers that and starts putting pieces together. 
it will, if you don't remember certain parts of it, your brain will automatically, based on your beliefs, based on your past experiences, pass on what everything has told you around you, fill in those blanks. Well, <laughs> so I, not I have, all of the memories are 100% accurate. I know, but, but look at, but when someone's talking to someone, okay, I could be talking to somebody and I don't even know what's really going on when I'm talking, you know what I mean? Because I'm not the one who's giving the substance to my words to the listener. I'm not the one. It's God. He's the one that gives substance to the words that the listener's listening to so that he can get or she can get what's necessary for the person. So I don't try to claim that I have this this power to do that. I just I'm just getting in the flow, you know what I mean? I'm just getting in the flow of it because I've had these experiences in my life where I've had a traumatic experience happen to me. And was I traumatized by the traumatic experience that was happening to me? Well, of course I was. You know, I've realized this. I've come to realize more and more of how this experience actually uh, is, 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 is caused a problem, you know, an issue in my life between me and the person who's showing me and teaching me about these things so that I can be a benefit to the people who are involved in what I'm saying, you know what I mean? Because if you've been through a traumatic experience where you experience something, where you're looking at your two eyeballs in the natural and you're experiencing something, they're taking pictures in your mind that you're going to be, re, you're going to be re, reoccurring in your future. And so that to me, that to me means that, that there's going to need some, um, some rehabilitation, if you will. And since I understand the art to rehabilitation, then I've already considered the uh, the responsibility that's attached to the uh, connection between the central nervous system and the and the and, and the brain. You know where it's responsible for the actions of the entire body as functioning as a as a unit. You know. And since we're all together in this unit, we want to participate in the benefit of the rehabilitation that we provide to people who are able to understand that there is something here rather than just what man thinks. Because there's a lot more than what man thinks that's going on than what man thinks. Right. You know... You sound like a very faith-based person, and they're just figuring this out now, but faith-based, trauma-based organizations have an 86 higher percent success rate to overcome your trauma than just talk therapy alone or just regular therapy. (laughs) You're absolutely right. You're absolutely correct, and that is true. And then more people can be alerted to this urgency for the demand that's that's, that needs to be provided from an inventory that someone has. And if somebody's willing to open up themselves to the inventory that there's a demand for, well, then there would be something which would be a value and you would have to put a value on it and you would have to increase that value as time goes on. Would you not agree? 
I agree a hundred percent. And that's only because of the expansion. You know, when things are expanding, it requires more. And if you got, if you have more, then you're willing to give that away. Well, your willingness to give it away increases the value of who you are. That's true. Okay, well, it sounds like you have a very, very sharp mind, and I appreciate that about you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you know what I love is um, <laughs> I am working on creating a new radio show. It's going to launch um, the start of the year, and it's all about trauma. We're breaking it down from the roots all the way up to explaining what trauma is, to the mind and the body connection to trauma, to how to overcome it in a both faith-based way and a non-faith-based way. Okay. That's fun. That way, That's beautiful. I would love for you to come on and help, um, talk about some of the, your experiences with it. Um, no, a, a my, name, my name is Way Busy. My name is Way Busy. That's what they call me, way busy. I've been way busy for many, many, many years. Just wanted you to know because just because I wanted you to know that because that because this is my opportunity to to, to make a um, an attempt to, to 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 reach the world as we know it. You know, and through the airways we can do that. And that's why I was explaining to you that my name is Way Busy. This, know, is a live, this is a live performance in front of a live audience. I hope you know that, too, as well. Correct. Um, I was given this opportunity. I went on Facebook one day, and I went on a rant about the coaching industry and how it was all about money and how uh-huh. you have to have the big-ticket items to work with the high-exclusive clients, and that's <laughs> not what I got into the business to do. And I was against all, right. all that to begin with. You know, I started out working with special needs families like myself who couldn't afford those coaches. And then I branched into trauma. It is. Right. And then I branched into this department once um, I got part of the Battle Within organization and realized Uh and saw how much first responders and law enforcement and soldiers commit suicide due to the trauma they experience and the VA. Oh, right. Oh, my God. You know, on average, That's 23 just, veterans commit suicide a day due to Look, at, we, don't have, we don't have to do this no more. We don't have to do this no more. We don't have to do this no more. And by you proclaiming the truth about this is bringing light to an area where most people are unaware of. And when you bring the light, people are going to be reflecting what you're projecting because you are right rather than wrong. Who wants to be wrong when you're right? That's right. You My got problem a is right to say. <laughs> I have issues when people are wrong and they like to portray themselves being right. I know, but listen, 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 listen. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm at, okay? Right where you just said, this is where I'm at. And when you get a constant assault upon the existence 
of the love in your heart, it proves to you, I'm talking to you, it proves to you one thing, first and foremost, and that is that your love in your heart, lady, is genuine and true, and that puts a smile on your face so you can keep doing what you're doing. So there's no worry when you're doing what you're doing, lady. You're doing it because there's a purpose in mind. And when you have a purpose, there's a plan. And if you stick to the plan, you won't be de- you won't be over here feeding your distractions, you know, because you've already learned that people are going to try to get your attention. It's just you find out it's just a distraction to keep you away from doing what's important. That's it. I learned that one the hard way. Took me a little while. I'm one of those. I always say I'm German, Irish, and military, so I have a very stubborn, <laughs> thick skull. So I bang my head against the wall a few times, running my way through. Yeah. If you're a sweetheart, though, and that's what matters most, and I just want to tell you because I'm the host with the most. Hey, I'm your best friend or your worst <laughs> enemy. Depends on what side you want to be on. Well, you know what? I know what you're talking about because I ain't playing that bull, you know what I'm saying, no more because we ain't got time for that. We cut through that to get to what's real so people can feel what we're projecting. If you're projecting something to someone outside of yourself and they reflect what back to you what you're reflecting, that lets you know that they feel you. But if they don't feel you, then there's a problem that they have and you're a problem solver because you eat problems for breakfast for how long? God knows. And guess what? You're a troubleshooter. So here you are, lady. That's it. You know, I've already figured out five different ways of fixing some issues. Sometimes it involves duct tape. Well, you've been equipped to do what you do, and I'm guaranteeing that this is something that's true, and I can't kick against the truth because if I did, I'd find out that I'm hurting myself and other people. So why would I do that? You know, um, one good organization to look into, and it's free, it's called um, Reboot for Trauma, and they have separate faith-based classes to overcome trauma. Uh-huh. One's for soldiers and one's for, like, regular people and stuff like that, but it's a 12-week program that's free to sit down and work through faith and how to overcome your trauma. And it really opens up your eyes listening to other people. And it, what's really cool about it, because I went through it, and uh-huh. I, I'm going to keep going through it just because you end up in this small group of people that you end up being really good friends with. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And Look you, at Here we go. You end up being the support system off the field or, you know, off the group, after the group uh-huh. and during the group, where, you uh-huh. know, they're a phone call away no matter what you're going through. Oh, my goodness. I love that. You know, when I go through something hard, I have a text away from five different gentlemen just because I ended up being the only girl in that group that time. But... Um, <laughs> Girls just want to have fun, right? Hey, you know, I was in a career surrounded by men, so I got used to it a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> you're funny. 
You're funny. You know what? I know how, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying though, but I know you're funny though. But when you say it, I know oh, that. Because wow. I can hear it. I can hear it when you're talking. I hear you. I hear you, and I hear all your experience with men and this and that and all this and that. And I'm hearing you, and I'm like, okay, girl, keep talking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I keep talking. Hey, you know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take that girl's hand. And you got to get that girl's heart talking. You know what I'm saying? Because it's got a big heart. So let's do it, girl. But that's just, you know, like this organization is one of a few that are designed for trauma, but also use faith and love. And, you know, another cool thing is, is the uh, military ministry. They actually offer free, um, Challenges, Bible challenges, and different um, books for free <laughs> that you can order online to help you overcome. Well, hold on, now that's a big that's a big problem there, girlfriend. I'm telling you, that's a big problem as far as my experience takes me. You want to know why? Why? You want to know why? Mm-hmm. Because because what man thinks, you know, what man thinks about what you know may come in conflict with what you know, and then that lets you know that this person doesn't understand what you know. Now, that puts you in a position where you have to be able to transfer this responsibility to this person, and you might find yourself having to be patient, kind, gentle, long-suffering, and all these things with this person while they're coming into the understanding of what you're saying. And this takes time. Sometimes it took me like 20 years before somebody was reflecting what I was projecting back in the day. And I must say, what a blessing it is to have somebody tell you the truth. Oh, God bless them. Now, the key is, is having them understand that it's the truth and not just some BS that's going to come out of their butt. Well, right you now, know, that's true. That's true. We are filled that's with that. true. That's true, but this is where this is where this is where everything gets tested, and when you speak the truth in love, it will be tested in the consuming fire. What I mean by consuming fire, I mean the truth about everything. The truth will consume everything that's not of the truth, so that the person who's getting the truth can receive the truth and love without any of that stuff in the way. And then when that person can see what you're saying, they can turn around and take a look and see where you're coming from. And you're coming from your heart, and that's where we're going to start. You understand? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, that's where um, I always make the comments of military, army, combat duty, two special needs kids, married for almost 10 years. I've been given patience right. that people don't have. <laughs> right. And so that's the beautiful part about you that shines. And the part about you that shines comes from inside of who you are, where, where the truth sits on the seat of who you are. And the truth shines into the mind and the heart of the person who has been connected with the truth so that they can take a look and see what you're saying. Sometimes people take a look at what you're saying later on. It may be a year, two years, 20 years, who knows? 
But when the spirit shows them what you were saying, then they can see that you were not playing a game because you were telling them this is the game over. This is about love and love generates love. Do you understand? No, definitely. You know, the biggest misconception, like um, we had a host for a little while that um, strung a bunch of crap out about gaslighting which is the biggest trend now, where we live in a world where everything is great. Bad things happen, but that's okay because we survived them. And you're not being honest and true to yourself. You're not going through the emotions of what really happens. Yeah, shit happens. Bad things happen. Well, that's the point. That's the point. If you don't understand that... Yeah, exactly. If bad things happen and you don't understand that and you look at it like, oh, my God, I survived. This is so great. And you're happy about it. One, you become psychotic in a way, I guess. But your body's repressing all those emotions that you're going through. Uh-huh. And it's going to keep flaring up. And you're doing okay. more damage so- to yourself than good. Okay, but you're you're stepping in and you're bringing the light that shows them that they need to metabolize their 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 traumas and then digest them. But you're not showing them the way because you have to be the example of how that operation actually works. Mm-hmm. Because you've been there, done that. Correct. And. You know, that was a huge part of people, you know, and that's why I share my story. You know, every year for right. 9-11, we do a 9-11 honor week, and we talk about what happened, but we talk about it more on the standpoint of the survivors and the firemen, the, the law enforcement officers. We honor those who right. gave up everything, the men and women Absolutely. in uniform that lined up. You know, we're not, okay. it's not a conspiracy theory that week. What happens after that? Okay. I don't care. Can I say one thing about that, though? There's yeah. been people that have been on the ground actually doing the killing, and there's been people that have been in helicopters doing the shooting and killing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so both of those people have been traumatized, but I believe that the people on the ground were more traumatized than the ones that were in the helicopter that were the gunner. Do you That's understand? True. Yep, that's okay. true. Okay. So and I think that I think that the the gunners that survived would have to admit that these people that were the, the grunt, they were the ones who we need to lift up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though they survived, they would still re, they would still admit that these are the these are the real people down here. You know, it's like being in it's like being in a major league player in a minor league field. You don't understand. Yeah. The ones that got okay. the most trauma out of the deal were the medics. They're the right. ones that had it's, to live with their hands in places that should never be hands put into. Okay. So we have heroes. We have heroes, right? We have no zeros. We just have heroes. And man, if you go back to what man is doing, and man doesn't never went to where these people were sent, and these people were sent when they were young, they were mm-hmm. young and impressionable people. 
and they had to go do what they were told to do, and they did the best they could do under the circumstances that they were provided. And they didn't agree with everything, but they still did what they were chosen to do. Correct. So these people, why can't we elevate these people and learn from their experience how things are supposed to be looked at? It's like Vietnam. The thing is, is that everything happened so quick, and a lot of these men and women were thrown aside when they were no longer served a purpose. So they were never allowed to talk their stories. I know. Which is why. But listen, there's there's a shadow. There's a shadow. Everybody has a shadow. Mm-hmm. And in the shadow of who we are, there is so much information, so much wonderfulness that we need to explore more than what man has been looking at. We need to take people further into the truth so that they can examine the truth in light of the truth and come to the conclusion that they have been wrong in what they were thinking Because what they were thinking is what they were fed by man, and man cannot teach the truth because man eats from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that makes man perverted. So if you're outside of this perversion, then you can see the inconsistency of man and able to reach into man's mind and take that little thing out of the way so man can see what you're saying, and you're not playing. No games, no more. True, but I'm going to flip this on you, because it is the anniversary of JFK, and they've just started releasing all the new information. Well, not new. They've started releasing the information, and like the Parkway doctors finally get to speak, we, as a country, have a a way of shutting up the people who don't speak the correct narrative that we are supposed to speak. Are you are you a are you a newscast radio lady? <laughs> <laughs> Not if I was obsessed with JFK since I was a kid. But yeah. <laughs> I can't believe what you run to, and I'm like, here you go, and I'm like, okay, go ahead, let's see what you got to say. Hey, you haven't even heard a fraction of my story. <laughs> I would love to. Which comes up on the shows, but that's why I created this show, Unveiling Ballast. My goal, especially now because of World War II, and a lot of the stories are going to be forgotten because we're not teaching it anymore. We're no longer talking about the people who lived it, the people who survived it. We had a phenomenal guest on last week, um, Peter Hadley, who was part of the kinder train. And what that was is that Winston Churchill set up visas for kids of the Jewish Jewish nation of Germany to be able for parents to take their kids, put them on a train, throw them across the continent, and have safe passage. Well, during the Battle of the Bulge, in one of the trains got intercepted and 
there were some survivors. Uh-huh. This gentleman at a very young age of, I think he was like two or three, they're not quite sure, survived it and was brought to the U.S. by American soldiers. And he tells his story. These are stories that, you know, are going to be forgotten in a couple years because we're not teaching this stuff in our public schools anymore. There is a flip side of that, too. When that kid was, was brought into this at an early age, he has a testimony about what that experience that he was having entails. And so mm-hmm. his recollection his recollection of his childhood trauma will be far reaching into his his life. And so he must have some ability to metabolize that trauma and experience the digestion of it and being able to speak about it in such a way that will benefit people that have had that experience that if there was any that had his experience and if those who hadn't had his experience will be able to identify with his experience so that in the future they will be able to respond in a way that was appropriate rather than inappropriate to that experience. Correct. And one thing that, you know, he's grateful for is his adopted parents always let him talk about it. Let talk to him about it. You know, that's the one big thing that, you know, with kids that we are like putting them in bubbles and we are not talking about anything. You know, it's bad to fight in front of your kids. It's bad to do this in front of your kids. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. We got to go back to the canal. Remember the birth canal? Do Mm -hmm. you remember the birth canal? I try to forget that part of life, but yes. Okay. Well, let me just show you something. In the birth canal, there's there's a baby inside of water and this baby comes down the birth canal right and is is going to be um anchored somewhere you understand mm-hmm. okay so wherever this baby's anchored there's going to be some paperwork involved regarding this child that is in the world today right correct Okay, so people have realized in the Western Hemisphere that this is what happens, and they take advantage of it. Would you or not agree? Oh, I agree. Okay, well, I'm going to rest my case. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Mary? It's yes, Bob. sir? Yeah, I've, I've been sitting here uh, listening to you, too, um, and I, I, I have to say... From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. I thank you both for uh, for the discussion, the discussion that you're going through, because you're you're both talking in truth, and you're both talking in love, and and it's so it's uh, it's it's very, I think very um, amazing, and it's very interesting to hear um, the truth that you guys are talking about, and and I uh, that's why I haven't commented up to this point. I just thought I'd. Uh, uh, sit here and listen for a while, and I and I have been basically the whole time you, you guys been talking, and uh, I, I really appreciate it uh, that people that are out there on the internet listening to this conversation, I know that there's going to be some impact on them, on each of them, because um, if they're if they're truly listening and they truly want to hear and they truly want to uh, get the communication that you are giving them. 
then I think that um, it will be a it will be a worthwhile effort, and I think it is a worthwhile effort, and I think that's what's happening. And thank you both very much for for that. Um, and I uh, I know Mary, I've known you for a while now, and I I um, I'm very impressed with what what you're doing, and how you're helping people. And I um, and I thank you for that. And I thank God for putting us in that position. And um, so, God bless you both. And, uh, and 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 thank you again. Thanks, Bob. Yes, Bob, you're amazing and wonderful as always, Bob. And I just want to appreciate you because there is a reflection of the love that you're projecting to us. And there's going to be a reflection of that love back to you, Bob. And I want to appreciate you more than you know. So God bless you, Bob, and you and your family. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He does bless us every single day. And uh, I, um, I appreciate that. And I, and I appreciate your kind thoughts. Um, but see, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about all the other people out there that we can help and we can communicate these things to those people. And we can, and we can uh, give them solutions to their problems and, and help them to move forward and have a better life for them. Because that's what God wants us to do. He wants yeah, us to, right. to, you know, he wants us to help his people. Bob, you know how you know how it works when God's doing an amazing, wonderful work in your life and through your life and then back to your life. It's always a, a blessing. And when people talk about blessings, I talk about God's blessings are irrevocable. You can't stop him from blessing me or you or her or him because God's into this thing. It's a personal, intimate relationship with the truth about who you really are in this world so you can make a difference and everybody can partake of the difference that God is making through your life, which he took and is making an amazing, wonderful difference in your future. God takes your past and makes your future very wonderful for you. There's no, there's no other, there's no other joy than that. And I'm just experiencing the wonderfulness of who He is in my life, and I'm just scratching the surface, and I'm just enjoying the benefits of doing something that's right rather than it's wrong. I love you. I hope you all are listening and paying attention to what's matter, to what matters most. You know, and that's God working, and God knows who you are, where you are, what you're doing, what you're experiencing. But when you put your faith in Him, then you'll have an opportunity to learn to trust Him in every area of your life concerning His love working in you, through you, and for you. So God bless you for wherever you are. I hope I've encouraged you in some degree. God loves you. Amen to that. Amen to that. You know, we talk a lot about truth. We talk a lot about faith. And we have a lot of questions about what's the truth and what's not the truth. The you know, coming up on one of the shows this in a couple of weeks, we're going to go over five of the most 
misquoted quotes in the Bible that supposedly Jesus said and how they've been warped into false narratives to doing what we think is the right way and it's not. Yep. Yeah, that's a good thing because a lot of people want to believe what someone is saying because they take some part of God's word and they try to make it into something that they think that God is saying to you. And that is a mistake that people make. And if you can't have the discernment to discern between what's right and wrong, then you might be eaten from the wrong thing, if you know what I mean. But if you come into the understanding of what I'm saying, you might find yourself in a position where you need to repent of what you were saying because what you were saying was adversarial towards the truth that you thought you were speaking, but you found out that you were wrong. And now you get to sing a beautiful song because, remember, freedom has a ring to it, a beautiful ring. And if you can see the ring, then you can kiss the ring, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. (laughs) So this Monday at noon Eastern on Hometown Heroes, we are going to uncover the five most misquoted Bible quotes that supposedly Jesus said. To highlight the start of our holidays, the birth of Jesus. Because the truth is not always the truth. And for this to make a little bit of sense, our beliefs. Our beliefs are based on, one, what we think. Our beliefs are based on what we're told. Our beliefs are based on our communities. It's based on social media and all the media around us. It's based on generational information that we've been raised on, taught on, but also in our own DNA. Because we found that our DNA actually, people who've experienced generational trauma actually has an imprint of that in their DNA. And so our truth, based on all these different things, can be misstrued to not be the truth. A good example to explain this a little better is say five people saw a car accident. Say that car is red. Two people say that car is blue. We wholeheartedly believe that, but based on our own imprint of what we believe, our interpretations are all going to be different. which is why eyewitness testimonies majority of the time are false. It's the most unreliable testimony in the court of law. So we're going to break down some of these quotes and well, understand them and the truth of behind them, what they were really meant to say. Go ahead. Let me say this much. Let me say this first. When you can hear God speak,
speaking to you through his word, which you opened up the Bible. You opened up the Bible, and now you're being exposed to the living word of God. It's not yeah. just the writ it's not just the written words in the Bible. Anybody can read those words and tell you what they think that it's saying to you, but that's not gonna work in the long run. Because in the long run you're gonna need the truth to sustain you to get you to where you're going. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, well you're gonna realize it way busy isn't playing i don't have time to play games the game is over and the game is over when you become aware of who you are in love and when you are aware of who you are in your love you're going to know that when you're walking in love you're going to make some mistakes along the way those mistakes are inevitable we all make them But at the moment of realization that we're taking the word of God out of context, we have an opportunity for those of us who realize what an opportunity is. An opportunity is to admit that we made a mistake when we were speaking about him. And when you made a mistake, when you're speaking about him, he corrects the mistake so that it's accurate and that it's true. The report that you're giving to the people who are listening. And if that's important to you, then you'll know what I'm saying. And this is way busy live that I'm not playing. This is a live performance in front of a live audience. You understand. God bless okay. you. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet for this reason, so that you'll be able to speak what you are receiving in love. And so you'll be a reflection of this love and not what we call the adversary of the truth. Because when you kick the truth, it only hurts yourself and other people outside of yourself. And if this is an audience, I'm outside of you when you're speaking. So please respect the space, the sacred space, where we conduct our Father's business. Amen? Amen. All God's children said amen. 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 Well, our example is, is, is so important to uh, to other people. The example that we set, you know, I have a large family. I have 11 children and um, 37, I think, now grandchildren and great-grandchildren. But um, the example that, that I, I try to set for them every day is an example that's based on uh, the teachings that I've learned from God. And um, and uh, that's that's the most important aspect I think of their lives, as long as we set the right example for them. Um, and of course, they're gonna they're gonna be uh, maybe uh, changed by other other people's uh, uh, examples and feelings. But as as their par- as our parents, uh, us being the parents of them, um, I think is one of the most critical in their lives is to. Uh, is set the right example and live by the word of God and uh, to teach them to do that also. So I think that's, uh, that's critically, critically important. And that's why I do the program on, on Thursdays uh, because we have a, a family emphasis in that program on Thursday. 
Um, so we uh, we try to um, talk about the family and talk about the issues in families and talk about the solutions in family and talking about uh, the impacts of, of God in our families and so forth, you know. So, yes, it's bringing, bringing awareness to the uh, people around us who are the ones that we care about the most. And we yeah. care about everybody. We're not discriminating against people that are just outside of our family. No, we're just, we're not, we're, 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 there's a line that's being erased. And there's yeah. no, there's no difference between our own family and someone else that we don't know. We include everybody because God says that everything is holy, holy unto Christ. And Christ is the one who sits on the seat of who you are and is the wellspring of this life that you live. The wellspring of life changes what you think, what you say, and what you do about God. And when you're in tune with him, you're reflecting what God's projecting to you so that everybody can see. Now, there are some people that can't see because they're full of themselves. How did they get full of themselves? Because they were talking and other people were filling themselves up with themselves. And they thought that that was the way and the truth and the life. But that was no longer the truth because of who God is exposing the lives of man. I hope you can understand. Yep. You know, love, love is uh, so important in people's lives. Uh, and and uh, Jesus said it himself that love is the, the, the most important. And, and we, um, um, I, I think about the example with my own father, uh, my father would never tell us three boys, and there was three boys in our family. I have uh, two brothers, one older and one younger. But anyway, um, he would never tell us that he loved us. And uh, he would never say, I love you, Bob, or I love you, John, or I love you, Jim. You know, he'd never tell us. I, I uh, worked with him for 20 or 25 years to get him to finally to say that. I love you, Bob. And um, it was very, very near the end of his life. But um, I was, I was thankful to the Lord that he, um, he finally agreed to it. You know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, so anyway, it wasn't, a, it, it wasn't because of me, but it was because God gave it to him, and God wanted him to, wanted him to say it. Right. You know, I, I realized that. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, my that's, son ran out the door. That's Someone a else has testimony. to go follow him. Well, Mary, I thank you for having such a wonderful program. And um, everybody that's listening, I thank you all for listening. And Mary, uh, you, you, all, you guys all have a great day. Um, thank you, Bob. And uh, the... Um, and I, I hope you've had a great Thanksgiving as well, because um, we did here in uh, New Jersey. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, um, Mary, um, God bless your family and, and all of you that are listening and all of you that are participating in the show today. Both shows that we've had this morning uh, was great. Thank you.
I mean this afternoon. So I'm going to drop off, Mary. You have a great day. Sounds great, Bob. And we did have a good Thanksgiving. So we are out of time for today. Join us back here tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern for Weekend Review, where we recap all the shows. Yep. Join us back Join us back here on Monday at noon Eastern, and we're going to go over on Hometown Heroes, the start of our holiday week, our holiday time period, getting ready for Christmas. And we're going to talk about the most misquoted quotes of the Bible. So have a good day. Have a good night. And see you back here on Monday. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.